Hey everyone, it is me, Jessica Craven. Welcome to another episode of Chopwood Carry Water. This is episode 15. It's Monday, June 21st, and I am coming to you from the East Coast. I am in upstate New York. So if the sound is a little different, you know why. And uh, this is a little podcast for folks who like to do a little bit of activism, but are not experts in politics, but just regular folks like you and me. I'm just a mom and a person who uh, puts out a newsletter with a few actions that people can take to make a difference in their democracy. And if you, like me, just want to do a couple of small things in your day, to make a difference, then you've come to the right place. And uh, because we're on summertime hours, this podcast will be a little bit shorter than usual. We're going to run through our list of things that we're grateful for that happened last week. And we are going to talk about what we can do this week to make a difference while also enjoying a summertime after a pandemic. Some of us are getting to see family for the first time in a very long time, so we certainly don't want to tie ourselves up too much worrying about the state of our democracy, but nor do we want to tune out completely. So thanks for being here. All the information that you need about me and my podcast and my newsletter and my TikTok page and all that stuff can be found at bit.ly forward slash Jess page. You can email me, us, questions at chopwoodcarrywaterpod at gmail.com. And uh, thank you to Renee Colvert, my wonderful producer. So I'll start out with a quote from Jamal Bowman, wonderful congressman, who said this this week about the passage of a bill to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. He said, we must not stop here. We must continue to go forward to fight for racial justice because in many parts of our country, injustice still exists in the form of housing discrimination and segregation, lack of access to health care, wealth inequality, We must, we have to, come together across party lines to do much more. And I start with that quote because we're going to talk about the Juneteenth bill that passed, and we're going to talk about why it's not enough and what more we need. Okay? So, but first we'll take a quick break and do our gratitude list. Okay, things we are grateful for That happened last week, well, obviously the first one being that Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. This is a really big deal. For those of you who may not know, June 19th is a commemoration day in honor of the 250,000 enslaved people in Texas who were notified of their freedom two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. And, And it's a wonderful, wonderful day. So bravo that it's a federal holiday. In other amazing news, the Supreme Court of the U.S., otherwise known as SCOTUS, uh, preserved Obamacare. Amazing news. The Education Department also is going to issue guidance that discrimination against gay and transgender students is prohibited under Title IX. This is something that Betsy DeVos had um, gone the opposite direction under, and we're starting to see these kinds of things get unrolled, and that is wonderful. The Justice Department has ended a Trump-era policy that made it nearly impossible for people to seek asylum in the U.S. over credible fears of domestic abuse or gang violence. So we're starting to sort of roll back some of our really uncompassionate policies 
about asylum and asylum seekers. We found out this week that uh, the Biden administration is going to put $3.2 billion into jumpstarting basic science research to develop new drugs uh, and test existing drugs to see if they show promise against a range of pathogens, including the coronavirus. And this is basically to protect us not only from this pandemic, but pandemics to come. This is the kind of uh, forward-thinking, scientific-thinking, reality-based policy that we are so lucky to have in the Biden administration. This is why elections matter. This would not be happening under the Trump administration. Uh, In Culver City, this is a little bit more of a local, Culver City, California, um, voted to phase out and clean up oil and gas drilling in the next five years. I like to talk about, you know, city level victories because in your city, maybe you can work to accomplish something similar. And city level victories all over the country add up to big, big changes. So bravo Culver City. And that's a short list for the the previous week, but I think a really powerful one. And uh, again, I think it's really important to focus on the wins because what we focus on grows. I believe that very strongly. So uh, let's take a second to celebrate those amazing things that happened in the past week. And then we'll go on and talk about what we're looking at for this week coming up. Okay, so we talked about the fact that this bill just passed to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. And this is a a very big deal. It passed unanimously in the Senate, and it passed with only 14 Republicans voting against it in the House. It's a travesty that anybody voted against it, but whatever. We have some really bad seats in, in Congress, to be quite frank. So if one of those Congress members, those 14 Congress members, is yours, uh, I would make sure that you let them know how outraged you are that they voted against such a, a, a fundamentally decent and obviously necessary bill, right? Uh but most, most members of Congress voted for this bill, and this is great. But what we want to be careful of is that this is not used as a sort of like, okay, well, we did, we did our racial justice bill for the year, right? Because this is not enough. We don't want this to be a distraction from more meaningful legislation that we really need to see passed. And of course, we're talking about bills um, like the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, really important. Maybe the Breathe Act, which is the 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 police. It's not. It's more of a defunding the police bill that is uh, favored by Black Lives Matter and and lots of other racial justice organizations. But also voting rights bills, right? And again, we're we're in the week where the Senate is likely to vote on the For the People Act. And so here's what I want to encourage you to do is when you call your senators, which we know you're going to do because you're a great activist who calls your senator every day, you want to say to them, hey, I know that you voted for the bill to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. And I know that because every senator voted for it. That's great. That means you care a lot about civil rights and racial justice. So I know you are going to vote for the For the People Act this week, right? When it comes up for a vote, obviously, if you get a Democratic senator, you will likely get a yes, unless you're talking to, I don't know, maybe Joe Manchin. If you're a Republican senator, you're likely going to get a no. And if you get a no, 
you can then say, well, this doesn't make sense. This legislation, the For the People Act, these kinds of voting reforms are critical for racial justice in this country. So if you say that you support racial justice, it's not just about making federal holidays. It's about more than that. It's about voting for legislation that will meaningfully advance the rights of black and brown people in this country. And I want you to know that this is important to me. A lot of times the most important thing we can do is just call our legislators and say, this is a priority for me. Whether we're talking about racial justice, criminal justice reform, climate change, whatever. They just want to know what their constituents are thinking, what their priorities are. Many, many people say to me on TikTok, well, my senator is a Republican. They don't care. But they do. They do need to hear. Do they care? I don't know. Do they need to hear what your priorities are? Yes, they do. So no matter what, let's keep doing what Stacey Abrams asked us to do a couple weeks ago and call our senators every single day until this bill gets voted on and say to them, you claim to care about racial justice. You need to pass the For the People Act. If your senator is a Democrat, you're going to continue to say, I want you to abolish the filibuster. You need to do that no matter what. We cannot get this legislation passed unless you abolish the filibuster. And then that's it. And because it's summertime, you can then go out and live your life and enjoy your day. We'll make this podcast really short over the summer. It is really important to know that you get to have a break and you get to have a life. And it is really important, at least for me to remember, that my democracy is under attack. So make this phone call every day. And then before we sign off for the day, I'm going to give you one other friendly reminder. But first, let's take a break with our beautiful music. Okay, the last thing I want to say to you before we go out is a friendly reminder that the midterms are coming. I saw a poll over the last week. I was trying to take a news blackout, but I did see a poll that made it look like we're in trouble in the House of Representatives in 2022, right? It's not looking good for us holding the House. And y'all, we have to keep the House, right? Again, for those of you who maybe don't know as much about politics... Right now, we have a Democratic majority in the House, the Senate, and we've got the presidency. And that is enabling us to at least try to pass some really good legislation and certainly to sort of entertain the hopes that that kind of legislation can be passed. The minute we lose a majority in the House or the Senate or both, no legislation will pass. No stimulus packages, no infrastructure bills, no racial justice bills, no anything will pass. Any hopes we have of passing voting rights legislation, it ends. Why am I saying all of this now in 2021? Because I'm going to keep reminding you every single week that the midterms start now. So if you have not yet figured out which district you're adopting, a house race that you are going to either give some money to or give some volunteer time to, now is the time. So that's your other assignment for this week, okay? I just want you to make your phone call to your senator every day, say your name and your zip code, and simply that you support civil rights and you support racial justice, and therefore you want the senator to support the For the People Act, 
And if they're Democrat, you want them to consider overturning or reforming the filibuster in order to get it passed. And then homework assignment number two is that I want you to start to look around you and go, where is there a swing district near me? If it's not the district I live in, where is a district near me where either Democrats might lose a seat they have or where maybe we could flip a seat from red to blue? And then sign up to volunteer for a candidate, sign up to give them some money, try to plug in. This is an all-hands-on-deck situation, and the work starts now. So my job is just to be that person who's going to remind you every week of what we all need to be doing, okay? I know it can get scary, and I know it can be overwhelming, so let's think about small actions. Take small, meaningful actions towards rebuilding this democracy of ours, okay? All right, I'm going to send you off, but let me just uh, give you a little, little pep talk first. I want to talk for just one second about the fact that it's summertime. And sometimes we'll hear people say, you know what? You deserve to take a break. You deserve to unplug. You deserve to just forget about it all for a while. And we all do deserve that, I suppose, in theory, in a sort of abstract way. I deserve it. I took a week off last week. I took a news break. It was phenomenal. But the danger of summer, to a certain extent, I suppose, is all of us deciding at the same time that we're going to check out just when Congress is actually making some really big decisions that are going to affect all of our futures an awful lot. So while I do deserve to take a break and go to the beach or see my family or swim in the pool or eat a hot dog or whatever, I also deserve to live in a functioning democracy and that part of things takes my involvement and it takes me making a decision to not take too many complete and total breaks, but to remember that democracy is sort of a living, breathing thing. It's like a garden, right? You could say, oh, you deserve to take a break from watering your plants. And that's true. I do deserve it, I suppose, but my plants will probably die, right? Democracy is a little bit like a garden. If I take a break and check out, I am entitled but I don't know what I'm going to come back to when I return from that break, right? So while we do want to rest and put our feet up a little bit. I also want to remember that things are happening right now and they're really important. So let's all try to take lots of breaks and also do a little couple of small things every day. Make a couple of small phone calls, you know, check out a race that we can get involved in, do something small. And remember that democracy is like a garden and it will require this daily watering, especially at this very tender and fragile time. So... I want to thank you for the fact that you've stuck with me to the end of this podcast. I want to thank you for the fact that you came here at all today. I want to tell you that your voice matters and is meaningful and that you may feel like your little contributions don't mean anything. But when you put your contributions next to mine and I put mine next to the next person's and we line them all up, we have made a huge difference in what happens to the future of this country. So thank you very much. I promise I will be back with you next week. And we'll talk about what we did, we'll talk about what we won, and we, we will talk about the victories yet to come, okay? I am sending so much love, and I will talk to you next week. <laughs>